And welcome back here, and that's 24-hour Hawk Talk on Arathon. Uh, we are now joined by the athletic director of or for development. Is that that? Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, Kirby whatever, Mills. Whatever they tell me, I do it. <laughs> Kirby Mills, everybody here on on 917 the Edge WSUW Whitewater. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Busy day for you, I'm sure, huh? Oh, yeah, a little yeah, bit. 24 straight hours. 20, 24 hours. I mean, we're, I mean, we're not talking for a straight 24 hours. So. What are you doing at 2 a.m.? Talking. You, you're talking then, right? Yeah, eating pizza maybe, and maybe talking pro- sports. Probably eating pizza, <laughs> probably. One, yeah. yeah, once we, we're hosting NCAA regionals for volleyball <laughs> and women's soccer. So once that gets done around 11 or, or 12 tonight, I'll be listening in to make sure you guys aren't aren't slacking off. Challenge no. accepted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds, sounds good. Sounds Maybe good I'll call. You, die, you guys take call-ins? We do. We right. do. We take call-ins. I'll, I'll we'll try take and call in on my drive home. Uh, for uh, if it, if there's anyone else who wants to list who's listening in and they have and they have a question for us or any of our guests two six two four seven two one three one two is the number call in or text in once again two six two four seven two one three one two so uh Kirby so exactly what is it that so for everyone listening uh who might who might be unfamiliar with their position what is it that you actually that you actually do so I, I've got a lot of uh, different responsibilities I've been here started September 1 um so my duties have, have kind of changed and evolved as our departments change and evolved just in a short two months uh, my primary responsibility is kind of alumni engagement um leading the the fundraising effort of of the department um and certainly we can talk about how that works with budgets and all that and the kind of fundraising out of necessity and, and going that route. Um, but then there's also um, the, the leadership role I play within the athletic department. Um, so just being being involved in, in a number of our initiatives and kind of helping lead the department and, and what we're doing for our student athletes and um, using that for more of an administrative side. So th- I look at there's kind of two roles. There's the, the assistant AD title and then there's kind of the development officer title. Um, and, and bringing those two two together with some of our internal and external needs. Uh, where would you, uh, prior to being here at Whitewater, what uh, uh, where else have you have you worked, and yep. what uh, what else is uh, what all is there kind of like your job experience like? Yep. it consists of. Yep. So so I actually I was telling Josh this before we went on air. I actually got my start um, I, at my freshman year at the University of Maryland. Um, I had my own sports talk radio show streaming online. We weren't even good enough to stream over the air. Um, over the radio waves, but uh, streaming online on uh, WMUC. So uh, you're no stranger to the radio. No, right? I'm, I'm very familiar <laughs> with it. This is a pretty cool, cool operation, and I was fortunate enough um, during my undergrad, kind of my sophomore year, to start working for the football team at Maryland. Um, spent a couple of years doing video stuff as a student. Pretty, pretty cool gig. Uh, got me away from the the student radio portion of of kind of what you guys are doing, just because I was spending so much time in the office, um, and was fortunate enough my first job after graduation was working for the head football coach at the University of Maryland in an operations role. Um, so I spent three seasons working for him, uh, Randy Etzel, when, when he was the head coach there, um, kind of managing everything, team travel, team budget, doing outreach with some of our NFL guys, kind of the, the whole thing that you can imagine um, a, a football program would be a part of. And then uh, I was ready to transition into something new, figure something out, didn't really want to go the whole coaching carousel route and – you know how how that works with being fired and all that so i said let me find a little more solid footing so i spent a year and a half in a development role kind of on the academic side of campus in maryland and then realized i needed to get back into athletics and this opportunity came up and here i am so you mentioned to me before we went on air that you were a journalism major how did you get from the journalism side 
of the world to now this administrative side. Yeah, it, it's interesting because um, people people ask me that a lot, and I, I guess my immediate response that doesn't answer your question is just the skill set that the journalism background gave me. Um, similar to the skill set you guys are, are learning with, with everything you're doing, the, the ability to, to read, write, and communicate, um, and then even throw research into that. I mean, it set me up for um, so much more success from that type of education. Um, and again, a, a lot of it is was opportunity. So we had a coaching transition my uh, after in middle of my junior year of college um, from Ralph Region to Randy Etzel, and I just kind of kept coming around the office more in the football program, and they kept giving me more tasks. And, and at, prior to that, I was planning – I had interned at the Baltimore Sun for a, a summer doing multimedia stuff, um, was kind of looking to, to find a job in the media, whether it was at the Sun or, or up at ESPN, um, doing something in Bristol and, and – going that route but then this opportunity came up and i i uh kind of started working 16 hours a day seven days a week and uh enjoying a, a lovely life of college athletics uh you guys in the fishbowl got anything and uh, you know? yeah i just what's how do you end up going from like the d1 uh maryland all the way over to uh whitewater here in wisconsin yeah that that's interesting so I wasn't necessarily looking to get get out of Maryland. I wasn't wasn't looking to leave at all. Um, w- was certainly interested in getting back into athletics. So just looking at different opportunities. And uh, so I grew up in Southern Delaware, about a half hour from Wesley College. Um, played D three football program on the East Coast. Um, so knew of Whitewater. I mean, I, I've certainly heard of it from an athletic standpoint. So I uh, I applied and got a call back for a, a phone interview. That went fine. Just figured I'd filling off a quota, right? You got to call eight people or whatever it is. Um, the next week they called me back and said, can you fly, fly out? Um, so when I came out here, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I knew I was going to be in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. I grew up in the middle of nowhere, Delaware. So that, that fit fine. Um, and when I, when I got out here for my interview and just seeing the facilities, I mean, these, these facilities, especially from a athletic standpoint, they're, they're division one caliber facilities. Obviously we our stadium capacity is 15 K um, for football in Perkins stadium. Um, so that's not a hundred plus K that you might have at the big house or in Ohio state. Um, but that's 15,000 people coming out on a Saturday to watch football. There's outside of Madison, there's nowhere else in Wisconsin where people are doing that. Um, so, so I fell for that in this campus. I, I fell for it pretty, pretty good too. So Transition wise, from that regard, I mean, the only real difference is that we don't give our student athletes scholarships. I still we're a Division One program that plays by D three rules. You know, I, I would honestly, I think that's kind of something that a lot of people. I think I, I know us, like in general, like on the show, we talk we talk definitely a lot about that. Like we say, kind of we echo kind of like the same sentiment. Like I, I, even I tell my friends who like I don't know about you guys, but at least as far as like whenever I talk about Whitewater and everything, I get to I kind of say the same thing. It's like a lot of the stuff we have, especially athletics, it's like D1. It just so happens that, you know, we're in under under that D3. I don't want to say bubble, but we're we in, have that in late that realm. Right, we're yeah. in we're in that uh that area. Uh Ad- Adrian, Joe, you guys have anything? All right, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so 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 far here at Whitewater, what has been your most exciting moment at either a sporting event? Of most exciting moment, uh, the Platteville game when we had fifteen thousand people oh, in Perkins Stadium, yeah. and that that was pretty cool. Um, when I got out here and, and during the interview process, I was hearing a lot about how cool of an environment um, our football games are, and so I uh, 
I watched the first game online when we were down in Mississippi, and we won by 60 points. So that that was like, what what are we doing here? This isn't very fun. Uh, Finlandia comes down, and uh, they're a first year program. Um, so so that was a a good game for us, but wasn't wasn't very exciting. And so certainly when when uh, Platteville came to Perkins Stadium and and watching 15,000 people file into the stadium, and certainly we got a a pretty entertaining game and and the win there there at the end uh to get the axe was pretty cool uh what would you say was one of the biggest transitions for you like if like i know you said that the whole middle of nowhere aspect didn't what didn't really phase you but what would you say was the hardest transition uh going from maryland and working under a d1 system to coming here so probably twofold. Personally, I mean, I I literally picked up and moved halfway across the country. Um, no family, no how, nothing. I I picked up. I moved halfway across the country. I put my stuff down. I started working all day every day. Um, so that was transitionally was was different. Um, certainly, I wouldn't call it difficult, but different. Um, professionally, it, I so I, I spent three seasons working in football um, at, at most institutions. Um, especially the, the sport program that you work with and you think that's the most important. And when you work in a football program, you definitely think that's the most important. Um, just from a, a budget standpoint, that that's how all the other sports tend to, to succeed is if football is successful. Um, so adapting to the fact that we have 20 sport programs and how do you accommodate all 20 sport programs. Uh, the one thing that, that I learned while at Maryland was the importance of supporting our student athletes. I and mean, I think the culture here, fortunately, over the last 10, 15 years, um, that we're kind of national championship university. We, we win national championships year in and year out. Um, so trying to keep that mindset while also developing the mindset that we have to be, we're, we're here as an athletic administration and as a coaching staff to support the student athlete experience. So all 600 plus student athletes are, are the reason that we, we wake up at six in the morning, come to work at 6.30 and work till midnight. Um, so that, that's probably the, the toughest thing, um, just kind of developing that, that culture of, of supporting the, the student-athlete. Not that it didn't exist before, um, but coming with it from a fresh perspective. you have anything, Josh? Well, I kind of want to transition off topic. So Mellow Tremble, Diamond Stone, how, are you feeling like Maryland's going to be the best team in the country this year? They, uh, they haven't won a game yet, um, or certainly not a Big Ten game. So I, I think... They, uh, they've they got a good squad, a lot of high expectations. It's uh, It'll be interesting. Turgeon's been there. This is going into his fifth year. Um, he he tried it round one, didn't work out with some of the players that uh, that he got, so so they cleaned house a couple years ago and, and certainly got on the right track this year. So we'll see with the the group he's got coming in and the, the returners with, with Mello and Jake Lehman and, and certainly adding Diamondstone and uh, Suleiman and some of those guys he's he, they should be poised for for a nice little season. So, do you try and get out to Maryland games? Like, did I, you go to any football games or anything? No, or I don't. Or? I don't know what how that's going to work in terms of kind of getting back home per se. Um, more likely, Maryland's coming to to Madison to play Wisconsin on January 9th. We also have a basketball game here in Whitewater on January 9th. Um, so, I don't know if if that's going to work or how that's going to work. Um, certainly, my my priority and my my devotion at this point is to the, the school that's paying my bills um so <laughs> while i i have maryland allegiances my 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 care is here in whitewater 
um, but certainly people that uh, that would be traveling with the team that that I'd go see if if I can find time to it when when they're playing in Madison or if they're playing Northwestern or a Big Ten tournament down in Chicago to to head down there. So I got to figure out at some point where I'm going to go for holidays and. I have a brother in Detroit, another brother in Vermont, so probably go that route and probably not even make it back to Maryland anytime soon. <laughs> so I think so. I guess it's safe to say that you definitely still you're still pretty. You still have your, like your roots like in Maryland. It's kind of like the sec. That's like because you you went to college there and worked there for a long time. That's essentially like your second like your second home. Yeah, that, like the that's home, home away from home. Yeah, that that's home. Um, I grew up in Delaware, so it's about two hours from from campus, uh, Maryland's campus, to where where I grew up. Um, and that was one of the cool things about literally picking up and moving to to Wisconsin um, was that I I lived the East Coast life. I I had been at Maryland since I started there as a freshman in '08. Um, so getting getting away from that environment, learning something new. Um, I, I think we see it certainly athletically, but even for me personally, I mean, it's this location is unbelievable. Um, being an hour from Milwaukee, 45 minutes from Madison, and two hours from Chicago, I mean, that that's a pretty pretty cool thing um, for people, who, especially when I was coming out here, saying, "Why are you going to Wisconsin? What's in Wisconsin?" Well, there's three major major metropolitan areas that. Uh, that could probably compete with the Baltimore and the Philadelphia, certainly not with DC or New York city, but, but certainly with, with some of those other cities. You guys have anything? Uh, yeah. From coming here to whitewater now, what do you think the biggest challenge of the position you have at whitewater? Yeah, I, I think it's the, certainly my, my focus is on fundraising and bringing in external revenue. Um, and different than the division one level where operating budgets are, are generally sufficient enough to get by. Um, obviously, all coaches want more money coming in so they can go above and beyond. Here at Whitewater, our our operating budgets from the students are only covered 40 to 50% for our sport programs. Um, so that means for a sport program <clears throat> who might have a budget of, who might need an operating expense in a given year of $100,000, they're only getting $50,000 from student fees. Um, so what that means for us is that we've got to fundraise out of desperation the other $50,000. Um, so developing a program where we can sustain that, um, but then certainly taking it the next step further with how can we ensure that we are fiscally responsible enough to create a budget program to start building reserves, whether that's in terms of, of endowment, so we have consistent revenue for, for a long period of time, or looking at it the other way um, and, and just collecting a, a big amount of cash so the next time we have a big need we're not taking loans out and doing all that so um so that that i think is is what it all stems from sharing that story a lot of people don't realize that our with our success that our baseball program i, I think it's one of the lowest budgets in uh, in the WEAC, and yet they win the conference year in and year out so sharing sharing that narrative to our our donors and again changing the focus away from from the championships and put it more on the student athletes because a lot of the times it's the student athletes that represent this institution that we're, we're asking to also throw in 500 to a thousand bucks just so they can compete. Uh, I guess this is um, probably like my last question unless any, unless any of you guys had one. You had one agent? Yeah. Oh, uh, go for it. Just tying off what you were talking yeah. about, looking for external, you know, revenue. How 
is it difficult or, or easier to, to market this school in comparison to like a D1 program that you came from? It's different, but I think scale-wise, it's also um, what makes it different. Um, we here in Whitewater, I mean, we, we don't have the same metropolitan that uh, that Madison or Milwaukee has. So how do you, you get yourself into that market? Um, but also look at us versus Oshkosh, right? I mean, you go down Main Street, you could name every every bar here and every restaurant here. Um, you go into Oshkosh, I mean, that's a that's a different ball game. Um, so figuring out what our niche is, where where we fit uh, in the local community, and for that, that that's not just Whitewater, but that's branching out to Fort, branching out out to to Janesville. So figuring out that role, um, but then also figuring out regionally what our our brand identity is, how what is our reach um, within the region, and certainly on the the national stage. So. To say we're ever going to have a, a program come in and, and give us $25 million to put a, the name of a bank on a st- football stadium, probably not going to happen or, or not anytime soon. Um, but there's definitely a, an opportunity here because winning is contagious and people want to be associated with winning. So as we win, corporations, individual donors, alumni, they're going to want to continue to be a part of it. Um, and that's the name of the game, no matter what level you're at. Right. Regionally, um, regionally, and in the in the sports world, Whitewater is pretty well known. Have you noticed, like, per se, outside of the sports world, nationally, um, how well is Whitewater known? I, coming from the East Coast, I, I didn't know. I knew Whitewater from the football affiliation. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing what I know now that I've been here and, and seen it, I mean, this business school is one of the top business schools. Uh, in the country and, and certainly in the region. Um, I think the difference at, at this institution versus the, the institutions that we hear a lot about, um, we're not a research-based institution here. Um, so you look at the, the bigger institutions, the, a lot of the Big Ten schools, all but one is a land-grant public research institution um, that are, are research-based, so they're, they're pumping out more information for society to kind of market their name and all that. Um, so I think that that's part of it. But I think, again, as we win and, and win at this level, that elevates the rest of the campus. Um, I know that there's a lot of research out there, especially when Alabama was winning and winning big in football, that their applications went up tenfold by them winning so many football games. Um, so I think as we, we envision ourselves as a department, that athletics isn't separate of this institution at all from the academic side. But we kind of are the, the front porch to that kind of proverbial academic house where, where we are, are what gets recognized uh, within the community. And people always say, okay, you don't judge a book by its cover. My retort to that is you don't open the book unless the cover looks good. Um, so we, we kind of get people in, and then we can, we can showcase how the rest of the institution really is thriving on so many levels. Anyone else have one more thing? Uh, just quickly, yeah. just a small point to that. Like, I definitely can understand that because when I was a senior in high school, it was when the Whitewater basketball team, uh, football team, and baseball team yep. all won national championships. Yep. And that was a really big thing, like, to see. That One in 37 million, that's how big exactly. it was. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing, yeah. and that really draws in a lot of people. So I really do understand how yeah, like how, I, how can how that works and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, so. I don't know about you, but definitely when – uh, when that happened, like I cannot tell you how many times I went around, especially because uh, for the most for most of us in here, 
are sophomores ex- except Adrian. You are a, you're a senior, correct? Yeah, I'm a transfer student though. But like for, but were so were you here when the trifecta happened? Uh, no, that was the uh, year before. Okay. That was my sophomore year of college. Okay, so all of us were sophomores in some capacity. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but I, at least for me, like I remember when that happened. Like I went on face, I went on Facebook, Twitter. I was running around my school talking to anybody of all my friends. I was like, well, I was like. I don't care what school you're going to. My school is guaranteed a championship. Yeah. Like it was, oh, yeah. it, it was great. Like I was just having. I mean, I've, and like the big thing for me, like when I came, uh, I never really knew of Whitewater at all. Mm-hmm. And then I came here for a, for a journalism convention and everything. So for me, athletics was like I knew that they were good because everybody back in my school would kind of like mention it. And there's a couple people at my school who went, who went here, or no family members mm-hmm. who went here. But I learned through the athletics program through like the broadcasting program here and so then my thought process was you mean you mean to tell me that i get to do what i want to do when i'm out of college right away and start announcing games for teams that win and win a lot sign me up and then through put in the application and the rest is history i'm sitting here right now and that that was the same thing for me so i'm a i'm a uh my father also went to to maryland so i'm a legacy alum um same type of concept when I went to kind of campus radio and figured out that if I had stuck around long enough, I could have been broadcasting football games, men's basketball games at, at that level and, and being a part of that same world and kind of dealing with real media deal with. Um, and so, yeah, I, I had my plenty of times of uh, calling women's lacrosse games, right? I mean, it's not the, the glamour <laughs> that, that we want, but it, to me, it was really cool to the point where I was so interested in it um, that I, I could sit there and watch a women's lacrosse game that, that shows up on TV and, and no kind of some type of remote strategy just because we, we get affiliated with it and it draws us in. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody got anything else? Uh, just final yeah. thought on that. It's just like for Whitewater, it's just a huge selling point, not only for students, but like that outside revenue you were talking about. Like you said, winning is contagious and people want to win. So when your teams are winning three national titles yeah. in the three most major sports, it's a really big selling point and stuff like that. So, yeah. and that's we're fortunate here um, that where we are at, both in terms of financial need, but also um, in, in our growth. I mean, our successes as campus from an athletic standpoint has been great for an extended period of time, but really elevated to the next level for the last decade or so. Um, so we have an opportunity to really build a, a foundation, um, especially from an athletics world, and and couple it with the rest of the campus community um, from a, a pure fundraising standpoint, from an external revenue standpoint, whether it's looking at um, our ticket costs, whether it's looking at what our, our corporate inventory looks like, those types of things where we can kind of capitalize collectively where also our, our partners, our friends can also um, benefit from it um, and, and we can all kind of elevate as as our athletics programs and our student athletes continue this championship caliber level i think that's a great point to end it on right Definitely. i like i like uh, great great stuff like uh, amazing did you have any one last thing josh no i'm good you all good josh is good he's more worried about <laughs> mellow trimble and, and diamond talk a little ball all right well i, I mean i mean we'll hop we'll hop i'll hop off um the mics real quick so you guys can you can do that. You can take care of that. Uh, one, once again, uh, Kirby Mills here, uh, athletic director for development. Yep.
Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you guys. This is uh, this is cool. I mean, I know Coach Bennett was on here before me, and I mean, you know how how coaches are; they always want to talk. Um, but if you guys <laughs> ever ever need me or want want to chat, give me give me a shout. Would love to. Uh, you are on with you guys. You're more than welcome yeah. back anytime. Cool, appreciate anytime. It. This, is, uh, this is a world I like. This is kind of the foundation <laughs> that uh, that got me to where I am. So uh, figure out how we can get get you guys to where you want to go too. Adrian, you want to tell the people who's next? <laughs> We've got uh, former Warhawk basketball player Cordell Young right after this. And tell them where's the only place they can get him on the radio. 91 the Edge, WSUW Whitewater. Attaboy.